Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This creepy, crawly tale, Story Club members, might make your skin crawl. It's one I call Planet of the Ants. The ship's alarm blared. My mom, who was the pilot, told me to check my scopes. Even at 11 years old, I'd become quite the star navigator. I grew up learning the galaxies in my crib. My father, the science officer, peered at his scopes as well. We'd just come out of a long hypersleep, which is what you do when you travel vast distances in space. My family, the Crusoes, were part of an exploratory program to find other habitable planets in the galaxy, as well as other life forms, and possibly planetary bodies that might have rare minerals and gems. The alarm, my father said, was a distress signal, and it was coming from a planet that was close to us. It wouldn't require much fuel to set down our tiny starship, which was about 40 meters long, and check out what the distress signal was about. Our ship was small for efficient space travel, but it still met our needs. I loved it, honestly. I trained my entire life for this voyage, and I was so excited I felt like I could burst. My mother said she'd land near the source of the signal. By contract with the Space Association, we had to check out any other parties that might be in trouble. After all, we might be in the same boat, er, spaceship, someday. Our ship entered the planet's orbit. It was a dim planetoid on the outer rings of Nibelung, past the shoulder of Orion. If there was a distress beacon, it meant that somebody was likely stranded. As we entered the atmosphere, the ship rocked and jolted, the effect of the dwarf planet's gravity. Locking onto our signal, our ship landed nearby. The planet was barren with a hostile atmosphere. We'd have to suit up to go out exploring. My father and I would go searching for the distressed party, while my mom would monitor the mission from the ship. After we donned our suits and rolled the elevator down to the planet's surface, my father and I learned too late that we were in trouble and should have never landed here. Using our handheld scopes, we found a ship, similar to ours. It was buried under the sandy surface. My dad located where the umbilical tube hatch might be. Due to the violent sandstorms here, the ship likely crashed and was buried quickly by gusts of grit. Opening it up, we climbed down inside. We discovered the crew, or what was left of them. They were all skeletons strapped in their chairs. They had their spacesuits on, but something had ripped through them like aluminum foil and eaten the crew. Only their bones remained. The distress beacon had been on automatic repeat for nearly a decade, the solar battery constantly recharging. As Dad shut it off, we learned we weren't alone. A jagged hole was in the hull of the ship that led deeper underground, and crawling out of it was an ant. Not an ant that was a few centimeters long, this ant was the size of a small horse. 
It screeched at us and alert, and then it was joined by other soldier ants. My father and I climbed out of the ship and escaped across the sand back to our ship, riding up in the elevator. Except we had a surprise waiting for us. One of the ants had already came aboard, a scout that had no doubt been checking us out since we landed. It had a long white bundle in its jaws. Seeing us in the airlock, it dropped its bundle and scurried toward us. My mother radioed that we were being surrounded by giant ants. They were ripping at our landing gear. If they took the ship down, we would never get off this rock of terror. I reached for the fire extinguisher. It was powerful enough to put out large onboard fires. Spraying the ant's head, it froze in place. My father said to keep spraying it. He had an idea. He told my mom to lift off. So she did, with several giant alien ants hanging onto the landing gear. After we entered the atmosphere, however, we managed to shake them off. I kept spraying the ant until I ran out of mixture. By then, it was slow and sluggish. Dad managed to bounce it out of the airlock and send it into deep space. Whew, I had never been so scared in all my life. But we were safe now. My parents reported the planet and the identification number of the missing ship. It would be charted as hostile and for future explorers to avoid it. Now, it was time to go back into hypersleep for another year until we reached our next destination. This time, we're homeward bound, headed back to the space station. So, we clambered into our sleep chambers and they cooled off our bodies, slowing down our metabolisms and we drifted off into sleep. I don't know when the computer awakened us, but I woke up to a giant ant gnawing at my slumber capsule. The glass was already spiderweb cracking. It was trying to get at me. But how? We shot it out into space. And then I remembered the bundle the scout ant had been carrying. It was an egg. And somehow in the fight, it must have rolled into some area of the ship and we'd forgotten about it. And in the time that we slept, it had hatched. A larva emerged and it grew. And now it was hungry and we were trapped in deep space with it and no place to run or hide. I screamed as the glass to my hypersleep tube shattered. Okay, so that whole experience was no picnic for the Crusoe family. Just when you're enjoying your outing out, you're always getting hassled by insects, am I right? Or six-legged monsters in this case. I have to say that this particular story was out of this world. <laughs> and you know what else is out of this world? My fans. Story Club listeners, please write me at ivyatgokidgo.com. I always look forward to getting notes from you. Tell me what stories you loved and which ones scared the socks off you. Tell me more of what you want to hear as well. Original stories, haunted places, urban legends? Keep the letters coming, and I'll do my best to keep delivering the scary stories you crave. I'm already looking forward to our next meeting. Every Story Club member needs a little scare every day, and I cannot wait to share the next one with you all. I gotta go prepare, so Ivy out. Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, 
and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.